against black magic in the greatest battle of all time. Seven brothers and their one sister meet Dracula. While vampires drink the blood of the virgins and turn them into zombies. until you've seen the seven brothers and their one sister in action against Dracula. Hello, and welcome to Viva Action, the film podcast where we're talking about all things action movies, the good, the bad, and the underrated. My name is Sati, and with me as always is my co-host, it's Grayson! Hello! That's me. What's cracking? My bones. Oh. We we have to once again act like we haven't been talking for the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grayson, it's early. Oh yeah. It it's is. Nine, it's nine oh eight in the morning on a Tuesday. And there's Wednesday? no better time. No, it's, it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh, Wednesday. Oh fuck. <laughs> It's Wednesday, buddy. Oh, boy. Well, okay. To be clear for the listeners, I have been working, like, because it's a very special time in, in where we live. Um, there's a big touristy thing happening right now, and I work in a Balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque. Yeah, and um, I, I have been working since Thursday, um, so I have not had a break. Um, so I'm exhausted. I have work in about two hours um and uh uh i'm basically gonna be working until sunday so i'm feeling great you Uh, you seem like you're doing great i don't know what day it is or what time it is um but anyway there's no there's no better time to uh thank all of the lovely people who have listened to this show um especially the people who have been listening on youtube um for some reason, our Ninja Assassin video just exploded, yeah. and uh, we got like 25 subscribers in the last two weeks. Good um, lord. Which is insane. I don't know what is what wrong with that, you people. What does that bring us up to? Do you know? 50-something. Jesus. Uh, yep. So. What do these people want to listen to us? We're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Thank you, everybody who's who's been listening. That's very sweet of you. It is, um, and we're here to send you all back to where you came from because this week we're talking about the legend of the seven golden vampires, um, which is a 1974 action horror kung fu flick uh, directed by Roy Ward Baker and co-directed by uh, Chang Che. The film stars David Chang, Peter Cushing, Julie Ich. Robin Stewart and John Forbes Robertson as Dracula. Um, oh yeah. The film carries a beautiful 50% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and surprisingly a 43% from the audience. Really? Yes, uh less loved by the people than by the critics, which is unusual. That is very strange. Um, for the first time in a minute this movie technically passes the Bechtel test. There are two women. <laughs> yep. They both have names and they yep. say one line to each other. Um, that's not about men. That's not about men. I think she says something like, it's a pleasure, ma'am, or something like that. Yeah. Um, we did it, everybody. The synopsis from IMDb. While lecturing in China, Professor Lawrence Van Helsing agrees to help eight Kung Fu trained siblings reclaim their ancestral mountain village now the domain of seven powerful vampires, technically six, and their army of undead slaves. 
Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, but before we get into the, the film's history uh, and its uh, further plot details and all that jazz, what'd you think of it? It was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, when we first see uh, the Professor Helsing, yeah, I it like it. It's like a a brief like little shot of him, and then it like cuts to all of his students. Yeah, and I was like, is that Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah, and then it does <laughs> it does a longer little cut of him, and I'm like, yeah, holy shit. Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> it sure is. Um, um, so that was yeah. a fun little surprise. Yeah, I. Uh, so I didn't. I basically didn't tell you anything about this movie. I was just no. like, we're gonna watch two, like spooky movies for the month of October. Um, and this is one that I've just had in my back pocket forever, just because I I think it's delightful. Um, yes. But yes, this movie stars the the wonderful Peter Cushing. Yep. As uh, Professor Van Helsing, this I believe is like the sixth time he's played Van Helsing. Um, <laughs> wow! We'll talk about it, but the Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires is technically the last in a series of Dracula films um, oh. that were produced in the fifties through the seventies. Um, we'll get into all this in just a little bit, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I didn't tell you who was in this or like what the deal was. I was just like, it's a kung fu movie with vampires. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that that's all you need to say to sell me on that shit because it was it was good. Honestly, I think this movie is like like in terms of like plot and and like action and all that stuff. It's like eh, but in terms of like just vibes it's just it's just like it is well and like i remember we were talking last episode a lot about like lighting and using lighting in like an artistic sense Mm -hmm. this movie bro lighting was on point this movie feels like a like a a a cinematographer just did a bunch of acid and then grabbed just a bunch of those gel filters and just went nuts i mean it's just like there's greens and pinks and crazy colors all the time like you know there's a scene towards the the end of the film without spoiling anything that takes place in a cave at night but it it's just this beautiful feast of just like colors Mm -hmm. and and fog and just and you can see things even though they're in a cave at night yes this oh. movie, oh, it's just, it's just delightful. It's just it's everything so I like. Also, Dracula was so camp. Yes. <laughs> like, with the bright red <laughs> lipstick and the fucking drawn-on eyebrows. Yes. Like, that is, like, they understood the assignment. Absolutely. And I loved um, it. So, yeah, th- th- this movie, to me, if you are into, like, just that spooky, like, mid-century because this is this is after again we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit but this is like after the golden age of of monster movies so monster movies kind of started in like the 30s with dracula and frankenstein and all that stuff and they kind of died out for a little bit sci-fi movies kind of stepped in and took their place in like the 40s and 50s um but this is kind of the second wave of of monster movies and if you just love that sort of gothic you know fog and and bats on strings and you know, men turning into dust like if that's your thing it's just it's just it's so good it's the kind of thing that you know maybe back in the the early 2000s or the 90s you would have seen this like late at night you know yeah you know, just whatever channel, and there would have been some guy in a a, a cape that presented the movie beforehand. Um, yeah, yep. <laughs> This is back in the dancing pumpkin guy on CW days. Yeah, it's just immaculate. Um, it's so good. I th- I think I think I know the answer, but before we get in and and spoil the rest of the movie, um, what what would you recommend people go check this movie out? Yes. Good. Yeah, I think it'd be a fun like Halloween movie. Yes, 
you know, get all your buddies together, slap this puppy on, mm-hmm. make some fun little like I don't know cupcakes or something that are themed, <laughs> some little treats. Yes. Oh, yeah. Go okay. watch this movie. It fucking slaps. Yes, and especially because um, I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but you can technically watch this movie for free on uh, uh, a website uh, that rhymes with schmoo-woob. Um, <laughs> yep. So, uh, I mean, to be fair, it's been uploaded for like four years, so I don't think it's going to get taken down anytime, sp- anytime no. soon. Um, oh. There's also several versions of it on schmoo-woob. Um, just for those who don't want to yeah. pay $5 to watch this, I paid 15 because I bought the Blu-ray. Um, but <laughs> Damn, they got this bitch on Blu-ray now? Yes, and okay. Wow. We'll get into this now, but um, this movie has, I'm kind of, I'm not as big of a Blu-ray nerd as, as some people. Like, there's people who, like, collect all their Blu-rays and got them all and, you know, know everything about them and whatever. I just like to buy the occasional one if it's something that I'm really interested in. And I will just say this one, it got released, I think, by, um, oh, gosh, what are they called? Scream something. Um, Regardless, it's a beautiful restoration. Um, I think they took, like, the original print and they transferred it to, like, a 2K uh, restoration. It just looks gorgeous. Um, What's funny about this kind of movie is, like, the cleaner the print, the more you can kind of see the jank. Like, um, yeah. you know, you can really see the strings on the bats and the like bats. stuff like that. <laughs> but for somebody like me who loves that kind of thing, it's like, it's just beautiful. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. I just dig every second of it. But really quick, I wanted to, and I said really quick, but it's it's going to be like 15 minutes. I just wanted to Whoa. talk about like the history of this uh, this film. Um, so have you ever heard of the Hammer Horror Studio? No. Okay. Real brief. There, there's a lot of good um, resources out there if people want to read about this. Um, there's a great documentary. It's like two and a half hours long. Um, I watched about half of it last night uh, just in preparation. Um, it's called Flesh and Blood, the Hammer of, of, horror, of Hammer Horror. Um it's very, it's delightful. It's, it's narrated by, uh, it's co-narrated by Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Um, but for those who don't know, Hammer was, and technically still is a movie studio that's based in London. Um, they were founded in 1934 by these two guys. Um, and they, for a long time, they were more of a distribution company than they were like a production company. So they started out kind of just like distributing American films um, throughout England. Um, But after the war happened, uh, England was like really starved for cinema, right? Especially local cinema um, because they just basically had no resources to like make movies during the war. So they were really reliant on, um, American productions and they were really craving like just movies in general because people were, you know, London had been bombed for years and the, you know, people were just craving escapism. So hammer and a couple of these other studios started to put out what were called quota quickies, which were basically like these really short, cheap and dirty movies that you could put out in between major features right so back in the day you used to have a double bill right you'd have a big picture what was called like the a picture right it was like you know some big american drama or like a war drama or something like that and then you have a b picture and the b picture usually played like 90 minutes you know it was some cheap horror sci-fi western thing mm-hmm. um and so the the british government you know had this like quota of how many domestically produced movies they wanted to make a year. Right. All that is to say hammer got into the business of kind of making these kinds of movies um, where they were just kind of like cheap, dirty movies, like not dirty and like sexy, but like, you know, just easy, whatever. Um, 
and they they were running out of this like old mansion that they had bought in just this like <laughs> neighborhood in Essex. Um, and eventually what they figured out was people had a real appetite for like sci-fi and horror um, because they, they had just like the resources to be able to do that. Um, so the first one they produced was this movie called the quarter Qu- quater mass experiment. Um which was this like sci-fi movie that had been like a uh uh like a TV serial mm. um that they translated into into a feature length movie um and it's spelled X pyramid so there's no e at the beginning it's just an x okay um, and they did that to um capitalize on the the recently made x rating um which huh. was like before the days of R they had x which was basically meant like, this is not for kids. This is, yeah. you're going to see boobs. You're going to see blood. You're going to see, you know. Yeah. But um, to be fair, it's it's very tame um, by <laughs> today's standards. <laughs> yeah. Probably more like, what, PG-13? Yeah, it's it's basically what we'd consider PG-13. I saw some clips of the Quatermass experiment. It's super like, you don't see anything. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. there's a little bit of people turning to dust and that's about it. Oh, um, no. I know. It's like, whatever. Um, but I'll jump ahead a few years. What really put hammer on the map was they did a, a modern quote unquote modern, um, version of Frankenstein. And it starred Peter Cushing as, uh, Victor von Frankenstein. And it starred Christopher Lee, um, as the monster. So he was all, you know, covered in makeup and whatever, and it was the first major monster movie to be shot in color. Um, and they they did it. I think it came out in like 1958. Um, it's in that beautiful Panavision, you know, early color, like real yeah. rich um, technicolor, you know, vibes. Yeah. Um, and it was it was revolutionary because it was like Frankenstein. The man was this awful like mean you know he was he was all about blood and it was that bright red you know like technicolor blood and there was boobs you know and nobody had seen boobs on film it was crazy (laughs) (laughs) but it was this like super cheap i mean i think at the time it was like forty thousand dollars um but it like just cleaned up it made like 80 times its budget back um, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> and so they just took off and they made like these modern interpretations of all the classic monsters so they made frankenstein they made the wolfman they made the mummy um but like i said there were these like grim and dark and dirty versions right where it was there was blood and there was sex and there was you know yeah there was lesbians can you believe it lesbians oh my god i um, can't believe they invented lesbians <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that that basically brings us to they they had a lot of success like making those kinds of movies. They made all kinds of Dracula films. Um but towards the tail end of the decade where they were really successful, which is the mid 70s, um they were kind of starting to run out of steam. So one of the things that they were trying to do was like do these kind of collaborations with other big studios and that brought them to Shaw Brothers who Mm. uh we've talked about before that they were this huge martial arts movie studio based in hong kong um and run run shaw who is the he was the head honcho down at the shaw brothers he was friends with the father of one of the heads of hammer studios um and so they had this idea to like cross them over but apparently the the production was not uh very fun for anybody involved Uh um the so the director he's this guy named um uh, what was his name it's a very british name uh roy ward baker roy ward baker um, yeah yeah you almost have to say it with a fucking yeah. british <laughs> so he, he was sent over to hong kong because the whole thing was shot on the the shaw brothers studio lot mm-hmm. um and he was basically just saying like he just did not he just wasn't loving it like because the the way the Shaw brothers did things was very different. Like they were very like, you know, everything was done super tight budget. You, you busted everything out in a, like one or two weeks. 
you know, you finish it up really quick and then he sends it off, right? Mm. Whereas the hammer method at that time was like, it was all kind of one team. They would really take their time with every movie, you know, the whatever. Um, so he wasn't vibing with them. Um, and I have this quote from him that I just thought was kind of funny. And he says, uh, Michael Carreras was now in full charge and soul charge. And he managed to get together an absolutely brilliant idea to ally himself with the Shaw brothers in Hong Kong. The idea being to combine the horror picture with the Kung Fu picture as they had just come into being at that time. And he had a script called the legend of the seven gold is vampires. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it was an absolute disaster. The less said about it, the better. <laughs> wow. I can't think of anything good to say about it. I was there for about four months and it was a very stressful period. Indeed. It's one of the lowest points of my existence. <laughs> Whoa. buddy! I know. Which That's... by the way, so I read this whole interview with him. I didn't read the whole thing because it was super long. Um, but it's like the most British interview ever. It's oh, just yeah. like, it's him being like, oh, and I was over there with them Chinese chaps. And we were talking about, you know, whatever. And a few of them were Chinese fellows were quite good. But some of them were, you know, quite savage. And oh, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. So anyway. We're just at it again, being the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they just really can't shake that whole colonial thing, huh? No. Doesn't seem like they want to. Mm-mm. Did you see that fucking <laughs> that article <laughs> where the British Museum was like, there's some lost artifacts that we want your help to find. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, they're in the museum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the British. Yeah. My favorite thing. Um, like my favorite trend to happen on TikTok recently is uh, for British people to accidentally roast themselves. Like they'll yep. be like, this is my ideal order from the chippy. And it's just like the worst food you've ever seen in your life. It's just like <laughs> <Yep>. brown sludge. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Or beans on toast. Yeah. And the rest of the world's like, are you guys all right? Because you're you- eating like prison food. Yeah. What's funny is that they did their whole colonial thing and they stole all these spices and yet they, they don't just... use them. Yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> I think salt is too spicy over there. I just don't. Yeah. I don't probably. know. But anyway, so like I said, the, this is like this movie is kind of like the merging of these two like really popular genres at the time. Um, And what do you think? How do you think it how good of a job do you think it does at, at blending those two things? Having never really seen a lot of these gothic kind of horror movies. I think it did a really good job. Cause like I've seen, I, so I haven't seen the original Frankenstein, but I have seen young Frankenstein, <laughs> um, yes. which phenomenal movie. Absolutely. Um, it's also been adapted as a musical. Oh, really? Yes, and I, uh, I helped uh, do lights and run lights for that back when I was in high school. It was very fun. And I think I've seen, I can't remember. I know I've probably seen like clips from some of those like older monster movies. Um, and I think this movie did a really good job of, I think, mixing the two. Yeah, because like we've seen, you know, you've shown me quite a few of like those older kung fu movies. Yeah, um, and so I kind of knew what to expect in that regard, right? And then everything else, you know, that gothic sort of, you know, horror. Yeah, they it it was good. I think it really sold well, and I think the way that they handled like Dracula and the other vampires and then the undead um, was all really, really good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, it's hard, right? Because for me, this is the kind of thing where it just hits that note for me that I really like, which is it's very sincere and very schlocky, but it's also, it's just so, just delightful. I don't know how to describe it. Like the, you know, like you were saying the the campiness of it, I think works because nobody is doing it with a nod and a wink, you know, like everybody is, 
is selling it a thousand percent. Yes. And, you know, it's not my favorite version of Dracula, you know, especially in this series where previously he'd been played by Christopher Lee, who is just this, you know, just this figure of, of, you know, imposing drama and just charisma and whatever. And, you know, they find this weedy little British man to play Dracula who, you know, you're like, eh, he's not, he doesn't really, I'm not like a, you know, he doesn't seem too charming to me, but just that, you know, where he, he rises out of the coffin and he's just this, he's got the bright red lipstick and everything. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm in, I just, I'm here. I know. I was bold. And, and I think there are moments where it does feel like two different movies in one body, I guess. But those moments are are few enough, like few enough and far enough between them that I don't really mind, I guess. Yeah. And the one scene I'm, I'm thinking that feels different is there's a scene where they're in a caravan and they're they're heading to this village. And they get jumped by gangsters in the middle yes. of a quarry. And to me, that feels very Shaw Brothers 1970s kung fu movie. Like, it doesn't feel horror. Yeah. But I don't hate it either because it is a really good scene. It's very um, good. Yes. And it gets a little horrific when they start just mutilating these dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm I'm wondering if they put that in as just as like uh here's what these like seven siblings can do yes yeah i think it is absolutely that and i do like it, it's got one of my favorite things in in action movies which is where everybody's got a thing you yep. know each one of the brothers and the sister they all have a different weapon um yep. and i like that david david chang who's kind of the main brother his thing is just using his fists, which I just yep. thought was great. I think they ran out of weapons. They were like, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> you get you get a club, you get axes, you get a spear, you get swords, you get sort of longer daggers, and I don't know, use your fists. I don't care. <laughs> I just love the idea that the rest of them are like, yo, we've got this, and I've got I'm gonna fight the vampires with this, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking deck them, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna give him the old one two. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know it, that scene feels disconnected, but I don't hate it either. Cause like you said, it is kind of to show that they, these brothers, what they can do. And I, I do like the moment where, uh, the, the gangsters just start getting just destroyed. I mean, oh, just yeah. hands cut off, you know, yeah. stabbed through the heart, throat slice, just yeah. beautiful, just carnage. Yeah, and the just the over dramatic deaths where they're like spinning and clutching and yes, oh, very good. I love that stuff. So wh- yeah. one of the one of the things that's interesting about this movie is that, like I said at the start, it kind of has two directors. Um, so Roy Ward Baker, he did the majority of the film, um, and he 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 had done a few of the Dracula films. He'd done a, a Frankenstein, and he'd done something else. Um, so he was really kind of prolific at that point, doing all these you know gothic horror movies. Um, so they kind of put him in charge of the majority of the film. But a lot of the martial arts stuff was shot by Chang Che, who most people will know him. We haven't really talked about him yet, but. He's kind of known as like the godfather of Hong Kong cinema. Um, he did a lot of movies that people will recognize, like The Five Venoms and um, The Kid yeah. with the Golden Arm and uh, Crippled Avengers, uh, uh, Five Elements Ninjas. Um, I like how you of- said a lot of, he, he does a lot of stuff that people will recognize. And you listed off four movies that I've never heard of <laughs> in my life. He did the one armed swordsman. Uh, he did Master of the Flying Guillotine. Oh no, not Master of the Flying Guillotine. He just did the Flying Guillotine. Um, he did. Uh, uh, now nah, I'm out. I got. I got. I, I can't name a movie you've heard of. Yeah, I, it's mainly because I I haven't seen really any of these types of movies. That's okay. Um, because my dad, oh my dad, 
showed me was like Terminator and the Matrix. Oh, that's fair. I, <laughs> to be fair, my dad didn't show me these movies either. Um, I watched them because I was a fan of the Wu Tang Clan. Um, <laughs> well, I ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, kill a bees on a swarm. I don't know. Um, sure. Anyway, <laughs> what up, Wu Tang Clan? Yeah, what up, Rizza, Jizza, <laughs> Method Man, DJ Inspector Deck, uh, mm. Ghostface Killer, uh, Master Killer, uh, the rest of Raekwon, uh, you God. That was the most <laughs> normal sounding name out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. You know you're in an interesting group of people when your name is Raekwon and you have the yeah. least interesting name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Old Dirty Bastard. There we go. I forgot one. <laughs> old Dirty Bastard. Uh, rest in peace. Um, oh, did anyway. he die? Yeah. He, oh, many years ago. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. He, I, in fact, I think he died like when we were like very young. Oh. Um, well, damn. That's okay. I still make music. The Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, the RZA just put out an album this year, um, and they're on tour at the moment. They're most oh. of the Wu Tang Clan. I think Method Man isn't with them at the moment, but um, the rest of them are are out there doing it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Red Man. That's the other one. Um, Good for them. There's a lot of members of the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, I mean, it is a clan. It is a clan. Um, <laughs> Shaolin versus Wu Tang. There's another. Oh no, that's that's not Chang Che. It doesn't matter. Um, you you couldn't have said anything, and I would have just gone with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they they brought Chang Che in to do all the martial arts stuff because the Shaw brothers saw a lot of what Roy Ward Baker was doing, and they were like, "No, no. I don't like it." Um, <laughs> So they brought him in to like reshoot a bunch of stuff. Um, and you can kind of, if you've seen a lot of Chang Che's movies, which I know you haven't, you can see the parts where he's involved, especially because the martial arts get a lot more brutal. Um, mm -hmm. He's kind of known for just these horrific, just mutilations. Which brings me to the the special effects. They're They're dated. Yes. But I th I think they're lovely. <laughs> oh, they're great. I I really love whoever did the fucking makeup for this shit. Oh. Yes. Well done. Yes. Well done cuz like even though it like all the undead and the vampires, you know, it's they don't look great. Yeah. Um they're still creepy as fuck. Oh yeah. Like like especially the eyes. I think the eyes are what yes. really sells it cuz mm -hmm. they're fucked up oh yeah um that was that was the first thing i noticed was just the makeup on those people specifically yeah um and yeah i was like damn that's cool as fuck yeah i i i like that the the set the the golden vampires as as the title denotes they're real like gooey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, they've they've got this mask on that is clearly hiding these like you know rotten faces. And like you said, they have these real bulging, just kind of gross eyes. Um and I just I like you said, I love the makeup look. Like it's very you know, again, like I said, if you're watching the the restoration. You can see the makeup, but I like it because it's very, I don't know, it's very physical. It's very, you know, uh, yeah. what's the word? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's nice. It's just, you, yeah. I like that they put thought into yeah. these ancient, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, it, it just shows that, like, there was somebody that actually put, there was time and effort clearly put into making these you know people look like these horrific creatures and monsters right because i think if you did it with cgi yeah you can make it look you know 
more realistic. Right. But eh, I love I love practical effects because yes. like you said, it's just it's like it's real yeah. and it's physical. And we just we don't make them like we used to. No, and I think one of the reasons I really like this movie, even if it's not because I don't think it's perfect, but I what I like about it is that it is this moment in movie history where these two giants of genre filmmaking came together and we're never going to get that again. Like we'll never be again at a point where there's these two studios that are known for a thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. the only, the only studio now that has like a thing is Marvel studios that, you know, Marvel, you know, whatever, but it's not the same because Marvel is this very, you know, it's an industry unto itself, but it's, it is one thing, right? Where it's, it's a uniform, I don't know how to put it. It's it's very clean and oh. and it's not tangible, I guess. It's very you you look at a Marvel movie and you don't really you can't see the the grain. You can you can feel the committee in it, I guess. Yeah. Whereas with this movie, what's what is so fun about it is you can feel just the just the I don't know what I'm trying to say. You can sink your teeth into it. It's like, it's these two studios that were known for these very specific things and they're clashing, but they're also mixing in this very specific way. I I don't know how to put it. Like, yeah, you, you can feel the, the, you can just feel it. Like you feel this. Yes. I don't know it's gooey it's like it's yeah it's gross it's gross and it's it's just like i said there's never going to be a moment again where these like there is no studio now where it's like oh that's you know sony pictures they're known for this oh that's you know fox they're known for this it was like shaw brothers only did kung fu right i mean yeah they did other stuff but that's what they were known for and hammer they only did gothic horror, right? That's yeah. all they were known for. And to have these two giants come together and make this weird love child, <laughs> it's just so it's so cool. Like it's just it is. It's the kind of thing that I could think about all day long. Like I just love it. It's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's very good. I oh, I didn't know any of that, but I think that it makes me appreciate this movie a little bit more. Yeah, it's what I like, it's the kind of thing that got me into movie history, like this kind of thing where I just love learning about these weird little moments in, in history and in movie history where, you know, that just these things happen. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's just so bizarre and fun and you can see the work involved and the, the thinking of, you know, well, you know, this industry is is dying, but this industry is on the way up. Let's try to merge them and see if we can, you know, bring each other up. Like I don't know, it's just to me, it's it's so fascinating, and I could read about it forever. You know, just mm-hmm. and yeah, I just I dig it. It's it's such a vibe. It is. That is the way it be. What did you think about the weird wheel of women? That's a very seventies thing. Really. Yeah, a I mean, wheel of women. <laughs> <laughs> you would be shocked how many like schlocky horror exploitation movies have like a wheel, and on that wheel there are women in various levels of undress. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, there was this moment in the seventies where the big thing was just like women naked in distress i don't know why that was the vibe at the time sure um Um, it was interesting uh i wasn't quite sure because i never explained what that was used for no they don't really and so i i was like all right it's probably just some weird 
fucked up thing Dracula likes to do. And I just kind of accepted it. Um, because there was like little to no explanation yeah. of its actual purpose. Uh, and so I just, I fucking rolled with it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that they just don't, they don't even bother to explain. No. Like, there's really no reason for the women to be strapped to that table. Like, there's no... no. And and there's no reason why some of them have their boobs out and some don't. Um, well, that, I think, kind of gets explained when we see the uh, the raid happen on the little village. Yeah. Because they get their clothes ripped off by the vampires and they just don't bother to put any back on well, them. Well, I guess... Yeah, I guess if you're going to kill them in a few minutes, it doesn't really matter anyway, but... Yeah. there's no. I guess there's no reason why, like... Because they drink from them while they're on the table. Yes. And then you also see there's, like, these trenches where the, the blood runs into this into... one boiling pot. And it's like... That are I they making, Are they making a soup? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a stew. It's a stew. It's blood stew. Yeah. yeah, I... Why was it boiling? I don't know. It looks great. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's just for that effect of having the fog and, and you yeah. know, um, You could smell that room. I mean, you just, you know... You know that fake fog smell? Yeah. You could just... I could smell that room from here. Oh, yeah. There was... There was a lot of fog in this movie. Yes. I... What did you think? I keep asking what did you think, but what did you think about... So, I mean, obviously Dracula's plan is completely unclear. We have no reason to understand why he's there. But this man comes to him and he's like, Hi, whatever my name is. I've got these seven vampires back in China. They're my homies. We run this village. And Dracula's like, cool. I'm going to steal your look. I like your vibe. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to trap you in my castle. And then I'm going to go to your village. And the guy's like, bummer. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Um, well. (laughs) So then Dracula goes to China. And I think he resurrects the seven vampires or something. Um, But then what's he doing? He's just running this village. I don't. He's like a a tax collector. Yeah. I mean, really, he is because he's like. I don't know, every six months or so, we'll go get some victims and then bring them back, you know? But it's only women. Yeah, mostly just women. Why would you live in that village? I don't understand. Uh, Yeah, you'd think that they would all just move. Yeah, because then, well, maybe maybe Dracula traps them there. I don't know. Um, But then obviously not, because then David Chang and his bros and his sister... They just roll up and... Yeah, I don't know. Um... What did you think about uh, Dracula's... Or not Dracula. What did you think about... Okay, so we haven't really... We talked about him a little bit. What did you think about Van Helsing? And what did you think about his son? So Van Helsing... This was... Because the only iteration of Van Helsing that I've seen is Hugh Jackman. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I didn't really have a lot to go on except that. Uh... But it was interesting to see him depicted as a anthropologist, yes, and sort of just like a, a scholar and not like a monster hunter. Yeah. Um. I love Peter Cushing. Yeah. He he did a really good job, and his son. So first of all, his son kind of looked like Gerard Way. <laughs> he does. <laughs> um. <laughs> And so I thought that was very funny, uh, but I think his, I think his son was it was okay. Yeah, uh, I I didn't really, I, and I'm wondering if like because I don't know like the origins like with the first appearance of Van Helsing, so I don't know what he is supposed to be. Yeah, um, if he's supposed to be like a, a monster hunter and also like somebody who's knowledgeable on monsters i think this movie did a good job of splitting those two aspects of van helsing into 
There is the scholar aspect of Van Helsing, who's extremely knowledgeable on all the monsters. And then there is the monster hunter side of him, who's like this sort of suave, you know, quick-shooting son of a gun, right? Yeah. And so, I I don't know. I think I it was, it was good. Yeah, I... So... In the in the original book in in Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, Van Helsing is more of like a he's a scholar and like an anthropologist. And in the book, he's described as like a wispy old wizard. Um, so he's supposed to be this like tiny old little British man, yeah, um, who for some reason knows everything there is to know about vampires. He's not really a vampire hunter. He's more just like, you know. Because in the original book, he's kind of just nearby, and he's like, holy shit, that's Dracula! Um, and then, you know, helps to to take Dracula out in the end. So I, I do like that Peter Cushing is kind of this middle ground where yeah, he is kind of this Indiana Jones, like, adventurer slash vampire hunter, but he is also a scholar, and he's like, yes. you know, to him, vampires are not the supernatural they're no. just these guys that I keep having to deal with, you know, like they're a nuisance. Um, they're a nuisance. Yeah. And he's like, he's annoyed that other people don't understand that. Like, yeah. It's, it's, and I like that the, the very beginning scene we see with him establishes that he's not like walking around being like, there's vampires and we got to, he's like, I need money to go to this village to help these people. Because these vampires are causing problems. Yeah. Um, and everybody's just like, Van Helsing. But they don't depict him as being like a, a cuckoo weirdo. He's like a very, yeah. you know, uptight, proper British man who yeah. just happens to hunt vampires for a living. I just think that's fun. <laughs> no, it's very fun. Um, yeah, I, I really... I really liked Van Helsing. I I don't know how I feel about his son. Yeah, I I think in the beginning of the movie he's very irritating. Like, yeah, he's got because he's kind of that like, oh, my father's an ar- archaeologist, and oh, I'd like to take you out to dinner, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they kind of give him less to do as the movie goes on. Yes, um, which I appreciated because I did find him irritating um i also like that as the movie goes on he stops using like because van helsing's over there with a crucifix and he's got his holy water or whatever yeah his son is just like i've got a gun and i'm gonna (laughs) use the gun (laughs) yeah but it doesn't even work that well no it really doesn't like in that final fight he like shoots three of the undead people and they just keep going yep yeah and he's wasting a lot of ammunition yeah, um, and so he ends up having to use his fist, and not very well. No. And I do like that Van Helsing gets in a, a swing or two, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, and I, I do... You have uh, oh. It, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you, uh, you had frozen there for a second. Oh, so had you. Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're fine. Everything is fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. I I, lo- I just like the idea of punching vampires. I think that's fun. I oh, I think it's very funny. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, look at like Supernatural, and I I hate that I got to bring it up again. But like, <laughs> look, look at Supernatural, right? Like yeah. the way to kill a vampire in Supernatural is you cut the head off, right? Right, and so you you have to use like in that show a machete. Uh, in one case for Sam, you use a chain, oh, yeah. um, and another one you use a, a chop saw deal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or in Bobby's case, a wood chipper. Yep, beats about everything. Yep. Yep, beats about everything. Um, and and so just people wail on vampires with their bare fists. That's dope. I think it's delightful. Yeah. It's it's just fun. It is. I one thing I mean we we touched on it very briefly, but one thing I really really like about this movie and about these like 
mid 70s or like mid-century like horror movies i really like like the creative ways that like undead things die like in terms of special effects like i love the the scene where uh one of the the seven golden vampires gets killed and you see his like face like crumbling into the ground and you can tell like if you're if you're paying attention you can tell that there's just like somebody underneath and they're like pulling yep. a mask, like a rubber mask. Yep. But it's fun to look like to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who has never seen CGI, right? Like this is all you've got. And to be like freaked out, like, cause you would think like at the time you'd be like, whoa, that's horrifying. Like, Yo. you know, I've never seen anything like that. Um, yeah, I just thought that was cool. What did you think about? Because. <laughs> The finale is a little like anticlimactic insofar as they're like, okay, we've killed all the seven vampires, but Van Helsing's kind of just like wandering around and he's like, oh, what's going on <laughs> over here? And then Dracula's like, you! And he's like, you! Um, you! Because it, it almost feels like he didn't know Dracula was there. Like, yeah. He was just helping these guys out, and then he's like, "Ah, this guy again, this son um, of a bitch." I know. Well, and, and like their fight was also very quick. It is very quick. It's very, you know, nineteen fifties, like just a right hook, and then you know, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I, I thought the finale was. It felt a little tacked on, but yeah, um, I didn't hate it. It's fine. No. Yeah, no, it was it was fine. Um. A quick note on on how they die and how they're interesting. Yeah. I think one of my favorite lines in this movie was Van Helsing and the the main brother. Forget his, what was his name? Uh I don't have his character's name, but he's played by David Chang. Yes. So the those two they were talking about how you know, because Van Helsing was like, well in Europe, you know, this is uh, you know, to kill a vampire, you know, you you know, you get your crucifix or a stake through the heart. And David Chang, he asked a very good question. He's like, "Well, what about fire?" And instead of like coming up with like some, you know, answer showing that like you know Van Helsing is this like all knowing scholar, he goes, right. "I have no idea. It doesn't work in <laughs> Europe, but here in the East, it could work." We don't right. know. And I think that's... I really like that they allowed him to say, I don't know, because right. that's very scientific. Yeah. Right? Somebody posed a question. The scientist didn't have an answer, so he said, I don't know. But then, later, they went about testing that theory. And yeah, it turns right. out, here in, you know, in Asia, fire does work. Right. And so I, I think that that was my favorite part because it was like, ah, okay. So because it, it establishes more rules of the universe and the world yeah. and it's world building, right? Yeah. So for whatever reason, vampires are immune to fire. Fire does nothing to them in Europe, but in Asia, fire does do something. Right. And so it is a viable weapon and tactic against fighting the supernatural. Yeah. No, I, I, I did not even pick up on that. So I'm glad you pointed it out. Cause I, I, yeah, I, I, I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it when we talked about, um, uh, the last time we talked about like a, an old timey Kung Fu movie, I think often with genre films in particular, these kind of, what are considered schlocky movies. Um, there is this tendency for people to dismiss them as trash, right? As they're these quick, dirty movies that were made for this specific purpose. And in a way that's true, you know, like they were made with the express purpose of making money, right? It's important to not forget that. But at the same time, I think what often surprises people when you actually sit down and watch these kinds of films, there was thought put into them and effort. And these screenwriters had been doing this kind of movie for so long 
they mm-hmm. got really good at it and they yeah. knew exactly what they were doing and these actors who had played these characters over and over they knew how to inject moments of character into them right mm-hmm. what you're talking about van helsing at his core is a scientist you know yeah he would he would not just give you some bullshit he would say yeah. i don't know let's find out you know mm-hmm. and that comes from peter cushing understanding this character he's playing and yes it's dumb it's you know the supernatural whatever but peter cushing took it very seriously he he understood that he was there for a purpose he was there to act he was there to entertain and mm-hmm. he knew this is who i'm playing i'm playing van helsing you know it wasn't schlock to him it was no. his job he understood yeah. his, you know and for the filmmakers you know i was talking about before the shaw brothers didn't fuck around they wanted to make good movies you know to them yeah. it wasn't oh we're making garbage for you know the international market to them right. they were making serious cinema you know they were yeah. making these movies to them are serious films they're not jokes they're not you know yeah so i i would advise if if you're somebody who you don't watch these kind of movies because you have this certain perception of them watch them with a critical eye because mm-hmm. you will find that there is moments in these films that are elevated that are artistic that are you know whatever they're not just schlock they're not just cheese they're they're there to entertain you but they are also pieces of art that were made Mm -hmm. by artists with a specific vision you know they weren't Mm -hmm. just thrown out there in the world for whatever purpose they were made with intent i guess yeah yeah well and you know it it is art like we were saying before like the lighting in in just that one cave scene right yeah you can it's it's in a cave at night right right so it's gonna be dark but in this movie you can still see everything right right you can see everything and like you were saying there are these really nice colors you know throughout creating mood and um all these different sort of effects um and that's the whole point of lighting regardless of if, of if it's like live theater or a movie the point of lighting aside from you know telling you what time of day it is and you know where you are is to set a mood and and to set just this like the theme of the scene right um and and this movie does a really good job i mean in in um van helsing's house uh he gets home and he starts turning on his lanterns and as he turns it up it gets so bright and like a lantern like that would never <laughs> right. be that bright. <laughs> yeah right it would never be that bright but that wasn't the point right the point was he's turning on the lantern and we get light into the scene. Yeah. Right. That's it is illustrating this is the light source. Yeah. Right. And he turns on another light. This is the light source. Um because they, they realize that, you know, this is a movie about vampires. So they can kind of get away with, you know, unrealistic lighting. But again, it is also about theme and right. setting the mood. And it's it it like you said, it's serving a purpose, right? It's not yeah. just, you know, whatever. It's we need to light this scene. You know, we yeah. we want people to see it, especially because at this point in time, a lot of people were seeing movies at the drive-in. They were seeing them in these shitty theaters with a hundred yep. seats that showed fifty movies a day or what you know, it yep. wasn't it was for a practical purpose. You know, maybe the projector they were using was from the thirties, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they needed to, everything needed to work together. And yeah, I, I mean, we can, you know, bash on all day long about modern cinema and whatever, but I, I do think these kinds of movies are not just fun to watch. I think they're important to watch, to understand 
where we came from and and how we got here you know yeah um but i think that's that's as far as we can rant because i do have to go to work um but regardless uh we're at everybody's favorite part of the show where you tell us what you would rate this movie out of 10 how many golden vampires out of out of 10 would you give it 8.9 wow it was really good. I, because I watched it last night and it it went by quick. Yeah, which meant that I was like, oh, I, like I was engrossed in this, and and like I said, there was a lot of moments that like made me chuckle, and I loved like the campiness of Dracula and just the artistic style of the entire movie was really good, and I thought it was a really interesting take on Dracula. The action was really. I think for the time really good. Um, and yeah, it just, it was really good. I enjoyed it immensely. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I might, I'm going to give it like a 7.5. And okay. as much as I do love it, I think the reason I'm docking it to that level is just because it is not the best example of either of these two genres. You know, like for me, this is not by far, this is not the best Shaw brothers movie. And this is not the best hammer film, Mm -hmm. but I can't give it any lower because it is this beautiful blend of these two things that I love. And I think it does a really good job of blending those two things. I think it could have done a lot better, but Mm -hmm. I also don't, don't hold that against it, I guess, yeah. you know, insofar as I'm not judging it for what it could be. I'm judging it for what it is. Yes. And what it is, is very entertaining. It's yes. fun. It's bloody and gnarly. It just, that's just wonderful. And it's the perfect, it is pitch perfect Halloween viewing. Like it's yes. just, which is what we're here to do ultimately. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a hundred percent recommend um, go check it out. It's free on Shmooyube. Um <laughs> Yeah. But if you if you can watch a clean version of it, I do recommend it. Like if you have the money to spend on the, the HD rental or whatever, um go do it a hundred percent. Absolutely. But uh before we get into uh what, what they should do after the show, um we're gonna talk about next week. So okay. or, or next episode. So uh, originally, I was going to have us watch Van Helsing, the Hugh Jackman film. Yes. Um, however, I I don't want to double up on Van Helsing films, um, just because I feel like we could save that one for next year or whatever. Yeah. Um, so instead, I think we'll watch just a banger of a movie um, that you probably haven't seen. Um, it is a South Korean uh, zombie action film. Um, it's called train to busan um i've heard of this okay it's very good but okay well uh, check it out and then that's what we'll talk about next time um and that'll cap off our spooky movie uh month um i just figured we'll take a departure from vampires and we'll head over to uh zombies to zombies it's it's i think you'll like it but uh, okay yeah, because I've seen I've seen the uh, like trailers for it, and it does look very good. And so it's I'm def- just I'm putting in here. Train to Busan. Do you know what year it is? Busan. It like 20... I think it's twenty. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, 2020, 2021? No, it's like twenty. Uh, it might even be like twenty sixteen. Hold on. Oh shit! Yeah, it is twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay. The sequel came out in 2020, but oh, gotcha. I th- I think you'll like it. It's it's good. Okay. It's a it's a form of zombie that is pretty unique, um, and it's definitely got some stuff in there for the for the action fans. So, um, we'll talk about that next time. But in the meantime, if you like this episode, leave us a, leave us a nice review. Yeah, um, comment like, something nice. Yeah. Or or not so nice. We got one of those this week. We haven't let it go. Um, 
but it, you know, it helps with engagement either way. Um, yeah. Leave us a like. Send us an email. We are vivalaaction at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you leave us a nice review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, a Podbean or Amazon Podcasts, I'd be happy to read it out on the show. Yeah. Um, five stars helps us out and helps us get in the charts. Um, we're still a relatively new podcast, so um, yeah. anything you can send us our way is a, a, a help. Um, if you want to get into contact with us on social media, we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook. Um, we're on YouTube. And we're on we're on TikTok. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Let's finish the podcast. Bye. Duh. Duh. I <laughs> <laughs>